When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Law School of America Relevance in the common law of evidence is the tendency of a given item of evidence to prove or disprove one of the legal elements of the case, or to have probative value to make one of the elements of the case likelier or not. Probative is a term used in law to signify tending to prove. Probative evidence seeks the truth. Generally in law, evidence that is not probative, doesn't tend to prove the proposition for which it is proffered, is inadmissible and the rules of evidence permitted to be excluded from a proceeding or stricken from the record if objected to by opposing counsel. A balancing test may come into the picture if the value of the evidence needs to be weighed versus its prejudicial nature. Under the Federal Rules of Evidence, United States. Until the Federal Rules of Evidence were restyled in 2011, Rule 401 defined relevance as follows. Relevant evidence means evidence having any tendency to make the existence of any fact that is of consequence to the determination of the action more probable or less probable than it would be without the evidence. This definition incorporates the requirement that evidence be both material, of consequence to the determination of the action, and have probative value, having any tendency to make the existence of any fact, more probable or less probable than it would be without the evidence. The restyled Rule 401, however, separates these traditional concepts in order to make the rule clearer and more easily understood. The amended language essentially rewrites the rule as a test, rather than a definition, for relevance. Evidence is relevant if a. It has any tendency to make a fact more or less probable than it would be without the evidence, and b. The fact is of consequence in determining the action, evidence and the matter properly provable. According to the notes of the advisory committee appointed to draft the federal rules of evidence, relevancy is not an inherent characteristic of any item of evidence but exists only as a relation between an item of evidence and a matter properly provable in the case. The United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit explains the concept of matter properly provable as follows. The initial step in determining relevancy is therefore to identify the matter properly provable. As Professor James explained in a highly regarded article, O discover the relevancy of an offered item of evidence one must first discover to what proposition it is supposed to be relevant. Relevance and admissibility. Generally, relevant evidence is admissible. However, relevant evidence is not admissible if prohibited by the Constitution, an act of Congress, by the federal rules of evidence, or by rules prescribed by the Supreme Court. Under the federal rules of evidence, relevant evidence may be excluded on the basis of enumerated grounds. Relevance is required but may not be sufficient. Rule 402. General admissibility of relevant evidence. Relevant evidence is admissible unless any of the following provides otherwise. The United States Constitution. A federal statute. These rules, or other rules prescribed by the Supreme Court. Irrelevant evidence is not admissible. Relevance is ordinarily a necessary condition, but not a sufficient condition, for the admissibility of evidence. For example, relevant evidence may be excluded if its tendency to prove or disprove a fact is heavily outweighed by the possibility that the evidence will prejudice or confuse the jury. Inadmissible versus excluded evidence. 
FRE 402 refers to relevant evidence as inadmissible if otherwise provided by several sources of law. Yet, FRE 403 refers to exclusion of relevant evidence. It is clear that evidence excluded under FRE 403 is inadmissible. However, it is not clear that inadmissible evidence is considered excluded within the meaning of the federal rules of evidence. Exclusion of relevant evidence. Under Rule 403 of the Federal Rules of Evidence, relevant evidence may be excluded if its probative value is substantially outweighed by the danger of one or more of the enumerated grounds for exclusion. The grounds for exclusion are Unfair prejudice Confusing the issues Misleading the jury Undue delay Wasting time, and Needlessly presenting cumulative evidence In an exemplary hypothetical if 100 witnesses saw the same accident, and would each give roughly the same description of the event, the testimony of each would be equally relevant, but it would be a waste of time or a needless presentation of cumulative evidence to have all 100 repeat the same facts at trial. Preservation of the issue. To preserve legal error for review, objections must be raised. Often objections against the introduction of evidence are made on the basis of relevance. However, the rules and opinions demonstrate that relevant evidence includes a significant portion of typically offered evidence. Since objections are required to be specific and timely, merely objecting on the basis of relevance, without more, may prevent the review of legal error on appeal. More particularly, making an objection based on relevance does not preserve an error based on Rule 403. Cases that lack specific and timely objections are sometimes referred to as having poor records because errors made by the lower court may not be reviewed on appeal. Public policy concerns. A variety of social policies operate to exclude relevant evidence. Thus, there are limitations on the use of evidence of liability insurance, subsequent remedial measures, settlement offers, and plea negotiations, mainly because it is thought that the use of such evidence discourages parties from carrying insurance fixing hazardous conditions, offering to settle, and pleading guilty to crimes, respectively. Canada. The Canadian judiciary system utilizes the term probative, which also signifies proved to be worthy. History of legal doctrine. In 1970, the Supreme Court of Canada was concerned with exclusionary discretion within the judicial system. In R. V. Ray. The term probative value is used to explain that judges in criminal cases do not have a discretion to exclude evidence because of how it was obtained. The trial judge's discretion to exclude admissible evidence does not extend beyond his duty to ensure that the minds of the jury will not be prejudiced by evidence of little probative value, but of great prejudicial effect. Exclusion of evidence on the ground that, although its probative value was unquestionable, it was obtained by methods which the judge considers to be unfair has nothing to do with his duty to secure a fair trial for the accused. The sole discretion to exclude evidence is based on the weighing of prejudicial value and probative value. Where the material evidence is being considered for exclusion. A judge must determine the value of the evidence based on a reliability and the strength of the inference it led to, against the cost presented by such evidence, including things as diverse as the practicalities of its presentation the fairness to the parties and to witnesses, and the potentially distorting effect the evidence can have on the outcome of the case. Judges may face the need to weigh the probative value versus the prejudicial impact in nearly any case. A part of this is symbolized by a weighing scale and represents justice. Australia. Australian rule of evidence is a mixture of statute and common law. It has a Uniform Evidence Act, WEA or the Act, that consists of Acts of the Commonwealth, New South Wales, Victoria, Tasmania, Australian Capital Territory, Northern Territory, and Norfolk Island. 
The rules of evidence work to ensure that criminal trials are conducted in a manner that is fair to both parties in the proceedings with distinct focus on testing of evidence, relevance and admissibility. As per Barwick C.J. and Wilson, the fundamental rule governing the admissibility of evidence is that it be relevant. In every instance the proffered evidence must ultimately be brought to that touchstone. The scheme of Chapter 3 of the Act deals with admissibility of evidence. Evidence which is relevant is generally admissible, and evidence which is irrelevant is inadmissible. Evidence is relevant if it is evidence which, if accepted, could rationally affect, directly or indirectly, the assessment of the probability of a fact and issue in the proceedings. Since evidence that is relevant has the capability to affect the assessment of the probability of the existence of a fact and issue, it is probative. This determination is known as logical relevance. Logical relevance merely requires evidence to have a logical connection to the facts and issue. But neither S55 nor S56 of the Act requires that evidence be probative to a particular degree for it to be admissible. Evidence that is of only some, even slight, probative value will be admissible, just as it is at common law. Therefore, evidence is either relevant or it is not and if the evidence is not relevant then no further question arises about its admissibility. However, logical relevance isn't sufficient to establish the potential admissibility of the evidence and is still possible for the evidence to be inadmissible. This determination is known as legal relevance as opposed to logical relevance and sets a demanding test for discretionary exclusion, but one that is not obligatory, where its probative value is substantially outweighed by the danger that the evidence might be unfairly prejudicial. Once the legal relevance of the evidence is established, the exclusionary principles and exceptions to those principles are also to be considered. Relevance and Reliability Reliability considers the probative force of the evidence, the legal relevance, rather than the evidence's ability to affect the probability of the existence of a fact and issue, the logical relevance. Now a word from our sponsor, the Law School of America. An ancient document in the law of evidence, refers to both a means of authentication for a piece of documentary evidence, and an exception to the hearsay rule. Authentication. With respect to authentication, an ancient document is one that may be deemed authentic without a witness to attest to the circumstances of its creation because its age suggests that it is unlikely to have been falsified in anticipation of the litigation in which it is introduced. Under the American Federal Rules of Evidence, FRE, a document is deemed authentic if it is. 1. At least 20 years old. 2. In a condition that makes it free from suspicion concerning its authenticity, and 3. Found in a place where such a writing was likely to be kept. Many states have similar rules but may limit the application of the doctrine to specific kinds of documents such as dispositive instruments, primarily conveyances, deeds, and wills, and may require the documents to be even older. By admitting an ancient document into evidence, it is presumed only that the document is what it purports to be, but there are no presumptions about the truth of the document's contents. A jury can still decide that the author of the document was lying or mistaken when the author wrote it. Hearsay. Ancient documents also present an exception to the hearsay rule. FRE 80316 applies this exception to all documents over 20 years old. Because of their age, they may be presented as evidence of the truth of any statements contained therein. Many states follow this rule as well, but again most limited to documents that dispose of property. The Convention on the Taking of Evidence Abroad in Civil or Commercial Matters, more commonly referred to as the Hague Evidence Convention, is a multilateral treaty which was drafted under the auspices of the Hague Conference on Private International Law, HPL. 
The treaty was negotiated in 1967 and 1968 and signed in The Hague on March 18, 1970. It entered into force in 1972. It allows transmission of letters of request, letters rogatory, from one signatory state, where the evidence is sought, to another signatory state, where the evidence is located, without recourse to consular and diplomatic channels. Inside the U.S., obtaining evidence under the Evidence Convention can be compared to comedy. The Hague Evidence Convention was not the first convention to address the transmission of evidence from one state to another. The 1905 Civil Procedure Convention, also signed in The Hague, contained provisions dealing with the transmission of evidence. However, that earlier convention did not command wide support and was only ratified by 22 countries. Substantive Provisions Central Authorities and Procedures the convention establishes a procedure whereby each contracting state designates a central authority to receive and review incoming letters of request for taking evidence in that country. The central authority reviews the letter of request to determine that it complies with the requirements of the convention. If the letter of request does comply, the central authority then transmits the letter of request to the authority competent to execute it, Article 2, which essentially means to a court. Under Article 9, the judicial authority that executes a letter of request applies its own laws to the methods and procedures for executing the letter of request. Under Article 13, a, the documents establishing the execution of the letter of request are to be sent by the requested authority, the recipient of the letter of request, to the requesting authority by the same channel that was used by the requesting authority, and, b, whenever the letter of request is not executed, in whole or in part, the requesting authority is to be informed immediately and advised of the reasons. Pretrial Discovery The convention also applies to pretrial discovery, obtaining evidence prior to trial without the prior approval of a judge. While this is a common practice in many common law countries, it was felt unacceptable by many others. Countries can however object to application to pretrial discovery through an objection according to Article 23. As of April 2019, the convention applies to pretrial discovery in 15 countries. 26 states have objected fully excluding pretrial discovery, while 17 others have restricted its applicability. An example of a partial objection to pretrial discovery is from Mexico, requiring the start of the judicial proceedings, identifiability of the documents and a clear relationship between the requested documents and the pending proceedings. C. Formulation of pretrial discovery of documents. 4. With reference to Article 23 of the Convention, the United Mexican States declares that according to Mexican law, it shall only be able to comply with letters of request issued for the purpose of obtaining the production and transcription of documents when the following requirements are met, a. that the judicial proceeding has been commenced, b. that the documents are reasonably identifiable as to date, subject and other relevant information and that the request specifies those facts and circumstances that lead the requesting party to reasonable belief that the requested documents are known to the person from whom they are requested or that they are in his possession or under his control or custody. c. That the direct relationship between the evidence or information sought in the pending proceeding be identified. Parties to the Hague Evidence Convention. As of 2019, there are 62 states which are parties of the Hague Evidence Convention. 56 of the HPL member states are party to the Hague Evidence Convention. In addition, six states that are not members of the HPL, Barbados, Colombia, Kuwait, Liechtenstein, Nicaragua and Seychelles, have joined the Hague Evidence Convention. Article 39 of the Hague Evidence Convention expressly permits states which were not members of the HPL at the time of the conclusion of the treaty to accede to the convention.
Practical Operation in Member States At least two member states authorize private lawyers to be involved in the evidence-gathering process. Under the law of the British Virgin Islands, if a witness is summoned to testify pursuant to a letter of request, a legal practitioner for any party may administer the oath to the witness. The availability of a private lawyer to be directly involved is even more broad under Israeli law. As noted above, Israel has not issued an Article 23 declaration. Israeli law provides, pursuant to the Legal Assistance Among States Law 1998, for the possibility of the appointment of a private lawyer to oversee the process of taking evidence under the Convention. That statute also governs the procedure for evidence gathering in Israel in aid of foreign criminal investigations. As a result, even in civil matters, including Hague Evidence Convention requests, the Israeli court system usually assigns letters of request to judges in the criminal division. Due to that allocation, most Israeli decisions issued in connection with international evidence gathering are stamped closed doors, which essentially means that it is unlawful to publish the decision. The American Bar Association conducted a survey to receive feedback from American lawyers concerning their experience with the letter of request procedures under the Hague Evidence Convention. The ABA published the results of the survey in October 2003, and its conclusions section begins as follows. The Hague Evidence Convention has been remarkably successful in bridging differences between the common law and civil law approaches to obtaining evidence and has significantly streamlined the procedures for compulsion of evidence from abroad. Obtaining evidence outside the convention. Insofar as requests to United States courts are concerned, parties may also use the simpler discovery provision codified at 28 U.S.C. Section 1782, C. Section 1782 Discovery. Between states of the European Union, the convention has largely been supplanted by Council Regulation, E.C., No. 1206-2001 on cooperation between the courts of the member states and the taking of evidence in civil or commercial matters. The Law School of America This has been a Creative Commons licensed podcast. The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation incorporated under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America. Mm-hmm.